Welcome to In Our Lane Podcast. I am Amisha, and you can follow me at E-M-M-E-I-S-H-A. You can also follow the podcast at underscore In Our Lane. So I want to just add a little snippet about what the podcast is about at the beginning, just so our new listeners can get a feel of what we do here. So... In Our Lane Podcast is a podcast where I talk about any and everything that we go through in life because we're going to learn from all of our experiences, whether they're good or bad. And it's called In Our Lane. So what I like to do is just talk about me and my lane. I bring people on here, have guests, talk to them about them in their lane and talk about how, you know, they are dominating in their field and doing what they love to do and being successful and going after their goals. Also, I love to put people in a place and make sure that they remember to mind their own business and stay in their lane. That's why we have a segment at the end of the show where I tell you guys basically to stay in your lane, and I just give you, you know, some little tips and tricks on how to do that exactly. And so, yeah, we just have fun, we laugh, and we just learn and talk about the world around us and just things that we go through as humans. So now that I done got that out of the way, it is Black History Month. And so this is going to be the first episode of our Black History Month special. And of course, y'all know I had to come on here and tell y'all some facts and get you guys a little bit of knowledge of what we got going on and some things that has happened in the past that you may or may not know about. And I just want to let you know a little bit more about it so that you can go ahead and do your own research and learn more about our history. So the topic of the day is whiteness as property. When I took African-American studies, We discuss whiteness as property. And so Cheryl Harris wrote this poem. It is Poem for Alma. I hope I'm saying it right, Alma. Okay, so the poem reads, She walked into forbidden worlds and pawed on the weapon of her own pale skin. She was a sentinel at impromptu planning sessions of her own destruction. That's an excerpt from... The poem for Alma by Cheryl Harris. Okay, so another part of this writing, they put the Plessy versus Ferguson. And I'm just going to read through the description of this case. If you don't know about the Plessy versus Ferguson case and what it was, this text is going to tell you a little bit more about it and then once I read through this it's going to all come together the whole conversation once I read through this I'm just going to read through all of the stuff that entails into the whole whiteness as property um, topic and then I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about it petitioner was a citizen of the United States and a resident 
of the state of Louisiana of mixed descent. In the proportion of seven-eighths Caucasian and one-eighth African blood, that the mixture of color blood was not discriminable in him, and that he was entitled to every recognition, right, privilege, and immunity secured to the citizens of the United States of the white race by its constitution and laws, and thereupon entered a passenger train and took possession of a vacancy in a coach where passengers of the white race were accommodated. Okay, so now that I've read what the Plessy versus Ferguson case was summed up, what it was about, that introduces me into what I want to talk about as far as passing. So let's talk about it. So... Cheryl basically described this story where she talks about her grandmother. Was it her grandmother? Yes, her grandmother. So she talks about her Mississippi-born grandmother. She was a light-skinned woman. So she was able to pass. I don't know if you've ever heard of this concept of passing or not, but basically the concept of passing is where you are of a lot enough skin to where from the outside looking in, you don't look black. And so you are so light to the point where you can cross those lines and pretend to be a a white person so that you can have certain type of benefits. And so what made me really want to talk about this passing thing is because I am a light-skinned woman. And in my opinion, I'm not that light-skinned. Like I am light-skinned. Do not get me wrong. I do not want my brown-skinned sisters to come for me and to take what I'm saying incorrectly. But I am light-skinned to the point where you can tell that I'm black. And growing up, a lot of people may have thought that I was mixed with something or that, like, one of my parents was white or one of my parents were, like, something other than black. However, both of my parents are black and I am light-skinned. So that just goes to show that black people make all shades of people regardless, for one. And for two, um, it's just growing up as a light-skinned woman, I never was able to pass as a white person. Um, But I definitely felt that being in the middle, when when I say that, I mean, like, I definitely feel like I was too light for the brown skin girls, but I wasn't light enough for white girls as well. So I definitely understand that light skin girl lifestyle. That's the lifestyle that I live. That's how I was treated all my life, even to now. Darker skin women will make you know, little side comments and they would say little slick stuff about light-skinned girls or things like that. And I don't think nothing of it, but I do notice it, that it is still a part of the conversation 
whereas it's this light skin versus darker skin type thing. And um, that is very, very still prevalent in our society today. So back to the story. So basically, um, more of the text, she is describing how her grandmother went to work and she passed as a white woman and nobody at her job ever questioned whether or not she was really white or whether she's black because in those times, you know, it was no question. They would never let a black person into their, you know, situation. Basically during those times, it was no question that, you know, your co if as a white person, you're at work at your corporate business and, the person sitting next to you is no questions whether or not they are black or they're white because there's no way that they are letting black people into their establishment. So that's basically what she was talking about when you read some more of the text. And, um, yeah, blacks were not allowed. So there was no question that, you know, she was white or black. So, Obviously, you can, you know, barely tell, you know, off rip and, you know, makeup and stuff like that, you know, definitely made it make made it sure that, you know. But I don't know the whole situation as far as like if she weren't makeup or not, but it's, it, it was a way they like it's a, a certain light skin where it's like. You really. If you wasn't really paying attention or you didn't know that person, you couldn't tell. So I'm guessing this woman was of that light, that pale, light skin to where it's like you really couldn't tell. Um, so basically, back to the conversation. So I wanted to talk about like the relationship between slavery, race, and property. So like I said, this woman was passing because the concept is that as a white person, you get treated this type of way. And whiteness is the goal, basically. Basically, black is wrong is the concept that they trying to, you know, get people to have. And white is right. So... In order to succeed in life and to be able to do for her children, she had to do what she had to do in order to make ends meet. And that was to portray herself as a white person. And so I just want to read this part of the text. Quote, the ideological and rhetorical move from slave and free to black and white as polar constructs marked an important step in the social construction of race. So that's basically what I just said. And so that whole the whole concept of this is property is very, very important because black people were considered, you know, property. They were three-fifths of a person and they mention in there in in the text that 
not all slaves were black, but dang, did I highlight that part? Not all slaves were black, but the concept of ownership is the main thing here. And that is what controlled this whole narrative and being able to have power over another is what's very very important and needs to be recognized so I just wanted to say that just to say that back in the 1660s around that time of slavery um it was just very hard for our people. And slavery, race, slavery and slavery, what I'm trying to say, slavery was created to divide between these people and these people. And it was all about ownership. It was all about property. It was all about the economics of it. And basically the ownership of human beings and the labor. They talked about like how much the, the labor was so important. And they needed people to work. And that's why these white men would have babies with black women, i.e. mixed children. And, of course, you know, that child would hold the status of its mother. So if this white man have a child with this black woman, then that child is still considered to be black. Therefore, that child is born a slave. And these, some of these children will end up growing up and be able to pass and get certain opportunities because they looked a certain way on the outside. And it wasn't until, you know, maybe somebody found out or whatever that it would interrupt their lives. But as long as they pass, as long as they fit in and acted a certain type of way, they can have a certain type of life. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on the concept of passing and I wanted to touch on the concept of whiteness as property. You guys can do your own research because um, I could keep going on and on and on. And um, next week when I come in and I share some more information about our black history, um, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit more in depth and be able to explain things a little bit better um, because I just didn't know how I wanted to like, flow about this but I kind of like how I just read a little bit of the text and just introduce the concept and introduce the 
the conversation. That's basically all I'm trying to do. I'm basically just trying to start the conversation and get you guys to know about something that you may not have um, known about or read about because knowledge is power. And, you know, this is not something that they really teach in the public school system. So this text right here is really, 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 really really good and it just shares so much information about the history of the united states and how ugly the foundation of this country was like it's just disgusting how the same constitution that was then is now and the same type of language of how they talked about us is still there today. And I just don't understand why they haven't taken necessary steps to remove certain language and um, change certain verbiage of how they speak about us. In 2023. You see what I'm saying? So, um, that's just the spark of the conversation. Y'all let me know how y'all feel. I'm very, very passionate about this. So, next week, I'm definitely going to come in rolling hard and having my notes prepared for the conversation because it gets deep. It's a lot. And... Yes, so the concept of whiteness as property, read up on that. Read up on the concept of passing and understand um, how slavery, race, and property, how they relate to one another. So, yes, that's all I'm going to say. And her name that wrote this text is Cheryl I. Harris. Okay. So, oh, I missed something that I wanted to touch on. Oh, I wanted to read this quote. So, I could add this on in there as well. So, whiteness, quote, whiteness was the characteristic, the attribute. The attribute. Whiteness was the characteristic, the attribute. The property of free humans. So that's basically what sums it all up is that whiteness equals free. And basically, that's just what you were. You were either free or you were enslaved. You were enslaved. And so they try to make it to where it's like white equals free and slave equals black and they tried to breed and basically build a whole system based upon just that all right so i'm gonna leave that where they said i think i, I touched enough on that so places to go, things to do. I would say if you are a college student or you're thinking about going to college and you have not made up your mind about what you want your major to be, 
I would highly, highly, highly suggest that you major in African-American studies. I always say that if I could do it all over again, I would have been a double major in African-American studies and film and media. Um, because my two semesters that I did have in African-American studies were amazing and I had so much freaking fun. Okay, so up next I have Amisha's Playlist. So our song for today is by Lena Horn, Sweet Thing. I love Lena Horn. Her voice is so amazing. You may know her from the well-known song Stormy Weather. If you don't know about that song either, then you sleep on your black history for real, for real. And Lena Horn, she's so beautiful. She is another light-skinned woman that is that been doing her thing, you know, that was doing her thing. And she's just an amazing, you know, woman that was in the field that I'm in, basically. And she, her performances were amazing and yeah, I just love her. She she is that girl, okay? She is the definition of that girl. She is the definition of she is it, okay? Um, but yeah, so I love I love her voice. It's just so soothing and if you if you haven't listened to her, Lena Horn, go check her music out and listen to some of her songs like uh, her songs have so much how can I say this her music just tells you more about the time and it's so soulful and it's a message in her music it's not just she just saying stuff to say stuff. If you listen and you really take into what she's saying, she's really describing like what they were going through during those times and the times before her, like the things that her, you know, mother and her grandmother may have went through. So yeah, check out Lena Horne's Sweet Thing. Let me see if I have gotten another question for Ask Misha. It's time for me to get out of this studio too, y'all. No, I don't have any more questions. Um, so like I always tell you guys, make sure you submit your questions to at underscore in our lane. DM us your questions. You can remain anonymous. I'm not going to tell anybody your Instagram name or anything like that. So um, make sure you send in your questions for me to answer. And to wrap it up for today, um, stay in your lane. Today's word that I want you guys to, if you don't take nothing else from this episode, I want you to learn this word. This is y'all, this is your homework, this is your vocabulary word for today. The word is paradigm. A paradigm is a standard perspective or a set of ideas. A paradigm is a way of looking at something. 
So I just want y'all to realize and remember that we all have our own personal paradigm. We all have our own perspective. We have our own point of view. And it's all based upon our experiences in life. So me as a light-skinned black woman, I've experienced something different than my sister, who is a darker-skinned black woman. And although we grew up in the same household and we have the same mother, we did not experience the same things. And that is because we have two different black girl stories. And so my paradigm is different than my sister's paradigm. So like I was saying, my paradigm is different than her paradigm. Her paradigm is different than mine. My paradigm is different than yours. We all, oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. I had Chipotle. We all have our own personal paradigm and it is shaped according to our life experiences and how we grew up. Um, how much money we had in our household, like every little detail of our upbringing shaped our paradigm today. Everything that you go through today shapes your paradigm for tomorrow. Like every little thing shapes your paradigm and your paradigm may change and at this stage of your life you may view things this way at this stage of your life, you may view things another way. And so I just want us to be more understanding because just because you're here don't mean that this person is there yet. And they can definitely get there. It's just going to take time. So be nice and kind to one another and understand that we have to communicate, we have to share, and we have to understand why someone does things the way that they do the way that they do them and why someone reacts a certain type of way and why someone does what they like how they think and how they view things. It all ties together based upon their paradigm and the way that we think and act here in the United States is different than how people may think and act in Europe and how they may think and act in Africa. So everyone's experience is different. No one's experience is the same. And so we're just all different paradigms walking around this earth and trying to understand one another but we're never going to do it if we don't open our mouths and open our minds to understanding and one thing I think people try to do is like if you don't think like me if you don't look at things the way that I look at them you're wrong and that if you don't know X, Y, and Z, then it's not my place to tell you you should have already known this and blah, 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 blah. And I just feel like that's not right. We have to teach people. We have to share and be patient with one another because 
like I said, we all have a different paradigm and we all don't think alike. We all don't move the same and we just have to be more ni- a little bit nicer and a little bit more understanding to one another. So if one of your friends don't know something about our history, don't beat them up about it. Just teach them. Just tell them what you know and share the book that you read or share the knowledge. That's all I'm trying to do here is just share the knowledge and get you on the right path to learning and understanding more about our history. So um, if, there, if there is something that you want to talk to me, no, if there is something that you want me to discuss during Black History Month, please let me know. And I will definitely add that on there. So I hope you guys enjoy me introducing or, you know, highlighting if you already knew about the concept of whiteness as property. Um, I feel like there are still people with that paradigm on this earth where they feel as if whiteness is property and that they feel like because of their skin color that someone owes them something or that they are above the next person and it's 2023 baby i need you to get with the times hun get with the times so i'm gonna get out of here because it's time for me to go and i'm tired um yeah so i hope i did good on my first black history month episode if not I'll be back next week, even better. Um, so, yeah, like I said, follow the podcast at underscore in our lane. You can follow me at E-M-M-E-I-S-H-A. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. <laughs>